On this week's episode, we have a howling good time going back to the 90s. <laughs> as we jump into American Werewolf in Paris. Ow! Hi, everybody. I'm Danny. I'm Anne. And we're here to talk about American Werewolf in Paris. Oh, what a nostalgic trip down 90s memory lane. Oh, God. I watched this movie. So I went on spring break to Florida with my friends Andrea, Brad, and Nicole. Oh, sorry. I just hit one of those springs and it sounded like those doorstops when you're little (laughs) and you're just like flanging it back and forth. Um. So we went to Venice, Florida to stay in Brad's grandma's like little retirement village for spring break. <laughs> it was actually like pretty fun. But there was a little video store right down the street we could walk to. And so we'd walk there every night and get like five videos. And this was one of them. And we watched it so much. There was a little like, I want to say it was like a barber shop right in the little plaza with the video store. And there was a parrot that they had outside, and whenever a girl would walk by, the, whistle. the parrot would whistle. It cat It called? would cat called. What a fucking yeah, pervert it, parrot. It was pretty funny. I didn't <laughs> mind it. It was a parrot, and it wasn't being gross. But it's gross thinking about the guy who trained it to whistle at girls. Yeah. That's gross. So did you like this movie when you were young? I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I like this movie. It's it's not good, and it was never good. <laughs> but yeah, I liked it because it was just cheesy and like a werewolf movie. Sure, I liked it. This was my first jump into werewolf movies as oh a kid. Oh my goodness. Really? Yeah. I saw this before I saw London. Oh my God. So my dad showed me American Werewolf in London when I was four. I might have that been That is three. way too young. I was little. And <laughs> it was the first movie that gave me... And actually, one of the only movies. No, I did have. Zo- I've had zombie movie dreams, but like this movie gave me a nightmare that I vividly remember. London from not being Paris. London. I remember being. I was running through woods. In London, being chased by a werewolf. The night I saw this movie, <laughs> like, well, American Werewolf in London, not this yeah. movie. Yeah. So that was my foray into. Werewolf movies at three years old. I rented this from a video store called Reds right by my house. Reds. I remember as a kid's. Reds kids. video. Wait, is it? Wait, the one in. Um, it like, was in Somerset Center. Oh, okay. And it was not a chain. It was like one party store slash, you know. And I watched it a lot and I loved it. Like, that was my. One, I was really into grunge music. So, Bush being on the soundtrack the whole time. Oh my God, the soundtrack was ridiculous. Yeah. I loved it. And then I haven't seen it since then. So, like, watching well, it now. Welcome back, Danny. <sighs> welcome back. How well, does it feel? Is it like a warm embrace? No, it was way less intense and way trying to be comedic. Yeah. I like, know. more than I remember. It's a bad movie. It's oh, a bad it's, movie. Let's jump into it. I'm ready. I'm ready to. So dive it starts in. like every '90s horror movie where you have like the super intense intro, mm-hmm. like intense music. Someone dies. Like I think Scream and all those. There's an orchestra playing. Yeah, and then it cuts to the credits and it's like rock music, like dun it, yeah. dun it, like happy it's like rock music. Ready, 
ready to get into it. Yeah, it's like the 90s formula. Like, all the horror movies from back then started intense, and then went to a rock song mm-hmm. and some teenagers mm-hmm. getting ready to do something. Yeah, and in this case, it's a bunch of dude bros on a fucking train talking about all their stunts they're pulling. The worst. Yeah. They get daredevil points, and then they're also collecting sex points, but not our main dude. He's but not... Col- not they're not collective. It's separate. Yeah. Um, it's separate. Yeah, the points. Daredevil points just reminded me of like a '90s Mountain Dew commercial. Like, let's mountain bike over Paris. You know who I don't want to hang out with? A bunch of dudes who are going to Europe to get like stunt points and have T-shirts made of their stunt trip. Douchebags tour Europe. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. And their uh. names are like. They're like the most... Let's sink our teeth into these characters. I don't even know what their names are. It's like Adam, Chris, and Matt or something. It's Andy, Brad, and I didn't get the guy that wore the like Egyptian cross. I bet it's Chris. I bet it's Chris. (laughs) So Andy is Tom Everett Scott. Yeah, I I love him. I love him, but in this movie he is a terrible actor. And it's weird because he did that thing you do before this movie. Oh, did he really? I I was going to ask when, when they were... I, I, that thing you do is an amazing movie. It really is. And then I remember him doing Dead Man's on Dead Man on Campus. Did you ever see that? I, I, I think so. I he think finds so. out that if his roommate dies, yeah, I he know gets what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's with that guy who was in all those movies, Sean like, William Scott. No, no, no. Oh, the other guy who played the guy <laughs> who they killed. He was in like so many movies for like a. Two years, and then he just I know who you're talking about. I cannot think of the it. face of the earth. He's also recently in something we love. I know, but I can't remember the I'm name sorry. of it. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's the husband, and I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's the and he's great. Oh, yeah. he's so good in that. Yeah, he's a sweet little dumpling. I love him. I think he's a cute little actor. And I thought he, I still think he's a good actor. I just don't think in this movie he was a good actor at all. You know what? I feel like he was just doing what he was told to do. And you told me, Danny told me that he did all of his own stunts for this movie. So the stuff I read, like jumping on buses. Really? Yeah, jumping down holes. What about bungee jumping? Did he do the bungee jumping? They did say he hung up. Is that real? Is that even real? He didn't actually bungee jump, but he did hang a lot from like bungee cords. I wouldn't want to do that. But also, he in the article I read about it, he was like just excited to go to Europe. He had never been there, so really it was just like a twenty-four-year-old dude, like. Ready getting to, to ride around like bikes in the middle of night in Europe. And just and go grab Julie Depley's boobs. Yeah. Sweet. Grabbing them boobs. Uh, then we get Brad. I don't know him from anything but Rat Race. Do you remember that one? I know Seth Green was in it. And, and Nathan so Lane. And uh, Bean. Maybe. Mr. Bean was in that movie. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Seth Green was also in it. Seth Green was this dude's buddy. Yeah. Like they were partners. That's the only thing I knew that, know that guy from. And I don't know the third dude, the hunky was, dude that yeah. wore the Egyptian cross. He was the dick. He, he was, was my least favorite of the three dude bros. So let's jump into the bungee jumping. How do you bungee jump off the Eiffel Tower? Okay. It's curved. First Physics. Up, like, there's going to be a security guard at the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. At all hours. At all hours. Maybe it, in the 90s, things were a little more lax. 
I mean, maybe, but like <laughs> four people got up in that Eiffel Tower that night. Yeah. That's a little... Two different groups. Yeah, that's a little bros. ridiculous. Also, she was like wearing heels. They cl- They like busted in and like had to climb up all these fucking stairs and shit. Did she do that same thing in heels? Well, she's a werewolf, so it, she can deal with that. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, but she... She wasn't a werewolf when she went up there. No, she was a werewolf. That's why she wanted to kill herself. Not she... when she went up there. Oh, yeah. But I meant she's used to pain. I don't know. Stretch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, my favorite line. So, like, they climb up to the Eiffel Tower, right? Right. And they're like, come on. What's his name? Andy. The Andy. main dude. Yeah. They're like, come on, Andy. Have some wine. It's good. It has a cork. And he goes... He's getting ready to like budgie job and he goes, I'm flying dry. And <laughs> I just I want that to be my catchphrase when I when I do something not drunk. Should we get that tattooed on us? I'm flying, I'm flying dry. dry. Flying dry. The- Fuck <laughs> you. You know what? People who bungee jump. Eh. If we ever do an episode where we're not drunk, we'll call it the flying dry episode. <laughs> Why would we do that? I don't know. When we watch, like, a really good movie. Yeah. I mean, there's times we watch amazing movies and we're not drinking. We're, like, intensely watching the movie. Yeah, it's happened. That's true. So we get the classic Cinderella, Cinderella story. The girl jumps because she wants to kill herself. Mm-hmm. Andy jumps off to save her and only has her shoe left after she lands safely on the ground. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. It oh, is just, bullshit. Physics don't and work. And then, like, he grabs her shoe and he flies back up on his bungee cord and then slams his head on one of the beams. You'd be dead, bro. From the speed and velocity of like coming back up from that, slamming your head on that, yeah. you'd be dead. You wouldn't be in the hospital for a day with, with some like, gauze around your with face. With some gauze, and then you're totally fine the next day. He doesn't have any marks on his face at all the next day. You would have a. I mean, if you're not dead. You would at least have a concussion and a like demented head. Like yeah. your head would be smushed. Your eye would be popping out or something You'd, crazy. Yeah. There would be some damage to your body. It's ridiculous. That's why you don't go bungee jumping, people. God damn <laughs> at it. At all. So we get the montage of the two bros looking for the girl in her notes, which was so stupid. And wasn't Smash Mouth playing? Yes, I that? think Smash Mouth was playing. <laughs> Yikes. It's just like a bunch of like dirty jokes, like him looking over the girl's shoulder and looking at her boobs or. And then like the lady giving them like money because she thinks they're homeless. Yeah. Digging through the through trash. The garbage. Then we go back to Andy in the hospital and he sees our Cinderella girl, whatever. And he like chases her down. And then we get that really bad joke when he runs into the well, doctor. Well, she stole a heart, yeah. too. He's like, did you see... The doctor was like, did you see a girl? She stole my heart. And that he was like, yeah, tell me about it, bro. She <laughs> stole mine, too. And then he, he keeps being like, she's the girl of my dreams. Like, dude, you saw her for two seconds when she was about to commit suicide. Like, that's that's the girl of your dreams? I wrote a note that Come Andy on, man. is a stalker fucking creep in this movie. I wrote down, leave this fucking girl alone because all she's saying is like, go away, go away. Yeah. And these three guys keep like barging into her house and not leaving her they alone. They like break into her house. I, uh, 
Fucking <laughs> American men, you can't do that shit. Don't do that. If a girl says, go away, leave me alone, go away and leave her alone. It drives me. It, <laughs> like, it's such... It was like manipulation. She's yeah. like, just go, just go, just go. And he's like, oh, but I want to help you. Oh, but you're so beautiful. How can someone so beautiful be in pain? He knows nothing oh, about her. because I'm pretty. I can't, like, fucking be depressed. Eat a dick, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck. Leave her alone. <laughs> Shit. You're a guest in this country. Don't come here and then... Whoop. Sorry, I just bought my drink. Like, don't come here and start invading people's adorable little French chateaus and being a dick. Get out. She said, get out. Get out. Fuck. She gets worn down and takes him out to lunch or whatever. Yeah. And when they go meet, you know what he looks like? A fucking sex predator. He's wearing a baseball cap, these weird ass sunglasses and a giant like leather jacket, like a hard rock cafe leather jacket, like that kind that's black with the red sleeves. Go fuck yourself. You know who I'm not meeting in the middle of Paris? It's like someone I don't know is that guy. How how does she still have any interest after he pulls condoms out of his pocket, has that napkin that's written like, if you sleep with her, you get a bunch of sex points or whatever. Like everything is pointing to this dude being a giant fucking disgusting creep. Yeah. And then he chews on a condom in front of her. I get that they were trying to be funny. I just don't remember all these terrible jokes. And it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Like, get up and go, girl. These However, guys aren't worth your time. I do remember how sick the 90s soundtrack was. But I didn't remember how bad the not soundtrack, like the score was. Like, the score between takes when it was just like, you know, background music was so like soap opera music. Oh my like, God, I was Days of Our Lives. I always pay attention to, to the that. crap like that. Ooh, I wasn't listening to you know to this? That. Was a 16-year-old sequel from the original. Really? 16. It seems a lot longer than 16. Yeah, it does. It seems like 40 years. It just, it really, I never really considered them in the same universe. I actually didn't know it was a sequel. Really? Because London is so good and so serious. And this one is just... It's 90s, baby. It's like, That's how it goes. I know what you did last summer with a werewolf. Like the movie. Kind of. I mean, like, it's... Okay, can I just tell you my favorite thing about these kind of movies? And we'll get into this a little bit more. But, like, when the people, the victims get invited to, like, a raging party. That was the next part. The full moon party. I I love that idea. (laughs) I love the idea of, like... Like, they did it in Blade, too, didn't they? I like, believe so. Where they invite all these people to a party, and then they lock the doors, and they're like, oh, JK, motherfuckers, <laughs> like, you're getting eaten because we're a bunch of fucking monsters. I love that. I love that That's concept. That's a fun concept. Like, I really, I really enjoy that, and I, <laughs> I like it a lot. And it... <sighs> you think this was the first time that was used? Well, I don't know. When was Blade made? I'm pretty sure Blade was later than this. Yeah, I think it was. I haven't watched Blade in forever either. I don't really want to do a podcast I don't Blade. either. I Wesley just want to watch Snipes. it soon. I think Wesley Snipes is kind of not great. Yeah, but the Blade 3 has Ryan Reynolds as a vampire hunter. Loved it. Cool. <laughs> I know. Yeah, fine. fine. So let's talk about the werewolf full moon party. We have a guy dressed up as a dog humping things. 
I mean, it's setting up like. Well, they get invited by, so they they get invited by Claude, who yeah. is. You don't really know what his relationship is to what's her name. Uh, her name is Saffron or Saffron. Oh, Seraphine. 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 Sassafron. Sassafras. Sassafron. Yeah. So you meet this guy Claude. We don't really quite know like what his relationship is to Seraphine. Is he a boyfriend? Is he like abusive? A dude <laughs> that just hangs out with her? Who is he? But he's like, oh, Americans, cool. Come to this awesome full moon party we're having at this shady club. You'll love it. I love America. No, I love Americans. That's how I love Americans. It might be jumping around a little bit, but I want to talk real quick about Claude's master plan. Mm. So he reveals it later. But his master plan is to rid the world of scum, I guess all Americans, and then build this giant army of werewolves. But he doesn't like turning people. Like, you, so you're just going to eat Americans, and you're not, your, your crew is like 10. I mean, go to the Republic, Republican National Convention, dude. <laughs> and just Go there. Go there. Get a bunch of like, oh, and they're so like doughy and meaty. Like, they probably <laughs> taste good if you're probably a werewolf, old, right? Gross. You know, well, maybe. go there, go there. A bunch of aged beef. <laughs> Gross. Also, I just am mad because Donald Trump got acquitted today and it's bullshit. And uh, it makes us uh, makes us wolf out. Werewolf. I just kind of wish Melania was a werewolf and would go <laughs> down at midnight. Girls, redeem yourself. Redeem yourself. So before they go to the party. Like when he's his friends like being all Snoopy and breaking into Sassafras's house. Mm-hmm. Seraphine. Yeah, Seraphine. The moon is already full and in the sky and bright, like not hidden by clouds or anything, and no one's changed yet. I don't understand if they actually follow the rules of werewolves in this movie. Because they never bring up any rules. Except for our ghost buddies know all the rules to their side of the story. Oh my God. Those fucking corpses. Like they're arguing with each other. Like I would be so mad if I was dead and a ghost and was arguing with like Julie Bowen and having to trade like quips with dead Julie Bowen. Like, no, (laughs) I want to come back as a ghost and be like, Oh, you made me well, proud. And like they're not happy that they're in the there's States. There's a stack of money hidden behind the wall in the bathroom. Holy oh. shit, is there? <laughs> Julie Bowen later on in the movie is trying to get the attention and she's just a terrible comic relief. Where she's trying to whistle. <laughs> her eye bobs. Well, first out. blood just splurts out of her face because she's got holes in her cheeks, and then when she covers that, her eye pops out. Like I don't want to be that kind of ghost. <laughs> I don't want to be a gross, disgusting ghost. I want to be like a sweet little old lady ghost Aww. who like makes everything smell like vanilla. <laughs> so the one dude breaks into what's her name's house, and my favorite part of that scene is there's a dog bowl inside her cage with meat in it. Chain wallet saved the day, thanks '90s, because he's got he takes off all his clothes to get that key and he throws it holding his chain wallet. Oh, he did? I didn't even realize the chain wallet part. It's the only reason a chain wallet's important. Oh, do you remember chain wallet? Oh, I had one for a very long time. Your Jinkos? Oh, I never had Jinkos, though. Oh. This was in, like, the early 2000s in my super, like, 
studded belt punk phase. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. Neat. Cool. But um, look, it saves lives. I'm going to start wearing a chain wall again at my late 30s. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Please <laughs> don't do that. Oh, A darn. chain wallet? Come on. <laughs> but what if I'm trapped in a cage? You'll just have to die because you won't have a chain wallet because I will not allow you to have one. I hope the cops make you come identify my body and you're like, oh, if he only if had only a chain wallet. If only he wallet. had a chain wallet. <laughs> oh, this could have all been avoided. <laughs> <laughs> The cops are like, oh, man, if only he had a chain wallet. Is this your fault, ma'am? Did you not let him have a chain wallet? <laughs> Guilty as charged. Lock me up and throw away the key. No, fuck it. So anyways, there's a giant rager party. Everybody gets locked in the big giant club, mauled by werewolves. Werewolves everywhere. Our main character finds, there's like a trap door. Right? That leads to some weird... Or not trapdoor, but like this weird hidden... St- I don't know. It's French. Like, there are all these weird French buildings. Probably all lead to the catacombs. I don't fucking know. <laughs> they There's just this weird, creepy spiral scare- staircase where you think you're going to find like a ghost of an old monk or something Seraphine like that. Seraphine chases him down there. And she starts throwing bricks at him and like, go away. And she's like, get out of here. And as she's doing it, her voice is like, get out. Super sexy. (laughs) 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 But just like that. I hated the transformations in this movie because I hate the CGI. Yeah, the CGI is pretty rough. But I always love when a werewolf's legs bend backwards. It just looks. I know. Really I do. Good. I do love watching someone per change or perform <laughs> perform into a werewolf. Change into a werewolf. He gets bitten. Well, first Brad goes down looking for him. Oh yeah. And if you're looking Poor for your buddy who went with a girl he's interested in, and you find a bunch of her clothes laying on the ground, do you keep looking for your buddy? No. That usually means it's sexy time. Yeah, you're like, okay, I'm here, but I'm going back up. Just let me know if you need anything. Have fun. No, but Brad keeps going and is Brad's demise. Because Brad knows something is not right. (laughs) Brad knows. Brad was the smartest one of the bunch. And Brad was the first of the bunch to die. Brad dies. Thomas Everett Scott gets bit. And then he wakes up the next morning. In a beautiful French woman's house. Giant cute chateau <laughs> with all these like red curtains everywhere like the bedroom is red i don't want my bedroom to be red it's very intense for a bedroom i had a red bedroom when you met me yeah you did it was like very intense <laughs> it's like an intense color for a bedroom i want my bedroom to be like calm and like yellow or gray or like a light blue andy wakes up in this room and he knows something's wrong so at this point, I like to call him an unaware wolf. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give that a two. Out of what? 200. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> out of 200. Two out of 200. So we get dead mom. Oh, yeah. The dead mom comes up on the scene. Mom interrupts everything because she's on top of Andy. He's massaging her boobies. Yeah, trying but to is calm he down. really though? She's like making a massage. She's like, this. Will you make don't you feel know better. though because he keeps hallucinating shit, so you don't know if he's actually rubbing her boobs. When the mom was actually there, his hands were still on her boobs. So I'm gonna say he was massaging them boobies. It's just so weird. 
It's just so weird. Like it's a weird medical procedure. But this she's will a calm ghost. You down. But she's a ghost. Yeah. And he's a dog, and that's why he can see her. Yeah. Because animals can sense things. Which also, like, when he's transforming into a werewolf, right? Right. He's like, he has super heightened like smell and hearing and everything. Like, I feel like I have all of that. My senses are all very sensitive. I have a question here for you for that. Am I a werewolf? No, but now I wonder that. If you're, we'll say hearing. If your hearing was super sensitive, what noise do you think would drive you out like nuts the most Mm -hmm. in the world? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is it me? No, Abby and I have constantly talked about this lately because I was like, because you know how she gets so annoyed with us eating and yes, everything? Every I was noise. like, Abby, you have, you have, I forget the name of it, but it's like a disorder where you get like rageful when you hear certain noises. And I have, I have it too. Um, my least favorite sound in the world is a dog going like this. <laughs> I cannot, I can't stand like, Loose gums. I need you to either have enough spit in your mouth or too much spit in your like you. I need you to have a level where you're not like making that like. I know you hate noise. this sound because oh! our, our cats clean themselves on our bed because they feel comfortable, and I like go. I don't mind it because it does, I don't hear it as much. No, I like. But kick you, the, I kick the cats out. I kick the cats out when they do it. I cannot stand that noise. And you know what, Matt. My ex-husband would do it on purpose. He would come up to me and go, and I would be like, fucking (laughs) stop it. I hate it. I hate it. Also, there's something rattling in our car, and it... It's just the slightest, it's the slightest little rattle, but it like, (laughs) it drives me insane. Little noises make me crazy. I, I have that. I have that thing. I've heard the rattle in the car. I don't know what it is. No, my you need to just clean it out. All of my, all of my senses are like extra heightened. All of them. <laughs> I'm a werewolf. I think I'm a werewolf, and I just am too lazy to go kill somebody. <laughs> you transform, but just still go back I'm just to bed. Like, no, I'm gonna lay on my dog bed. <laughs> you like do I'm the cozy. twirl on the bed like a dog. Like <laughs> you try to find I a would. comfy spot. And then I would <laughs> be like, fuck this. Get me some Alpo. <laughs> Fuck that. A big part of this movie that I remember was the fact that Bush played the song Mouth. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how many times they played it. So when they go to the party. And you sang it every time. I know. It came on. But when they go to the party the first time, the full moon party, it played, but it didn't play the lyrics. It was just the background music. Yeah. And then when he finds his buddy dead in the river, it's playing quietly in the background music. And then finally in the... Do you think Gavin Rossdale is still getting royalties from America? I would hope so. Three times used in this movie? Probably. That's how he's living his high life right now without Gwen Stefani. I'm sure he's he's living high off his royalties from American Werewolf (laughs) in Paris. You son of a bitch. You. We get introduced to uh, Amy Finch, who is that actress that you were talking about. Oh, Julie Bowen? Yeah. And her sexy green bean eating at dinner, where she's like sucking on a green bean and looking at him. You know what? It's not sexy. There's nothing sexy about eating green beans. (laughs) When I think about green 
greeting Ean Beans. <laughs> greeting Ean Beans. <laughs> Eating greeting green. Ean Beans. <laughs> Eating green beans. I think about green bean casserole, which is pretty much the most unsexy food ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can one be like hot eating green bean casserole? If any listeners have any advice Let on how to be hot. Let me take this hot forkful of GBC and just shove it in my mouth. Yeah, the only time green bean casserole is amazing is when it's super hot. So like you can't rub it on your face. <laughs> Not why that. would you rub? Why would? What, are you saying you would rub just regular green beans on your face? <laughs> well, I'm thinking like chocolate, which actually is also not very sexy. I don't want to rub any food on my face. That's <laughs> disgusting. Well, what other way is food sexy than besides sucking on green beans? Or- food is not sexy. Food is to be eaten and consumed. It's not. <laughs> it's not meant to be like fucking sexy. Rub it on your face. And why do you keep saying your Face. Like, I don't know. <laughs> of all places. Why do I want to <laughs> rub shit on my face? <laughs> I feel like I've seen it in some movie where someone's like, oh, with like pie. No, not pie. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck porn are you watching <laughs> where pie. they're just rubbing pie all over everybody's face? Pie face. Well, porn. that's, I guess, all <laughs> porn, right? Like, <laughs> Good one. <laughs> But like for real, my food is for eating, not sex. Like I don't, I don't look at any of the food in our fridge as being sexy time food. I look at it all as being like, what can I shove in my mouth and eat? Consume. It's consumable. Oh shit. Uh. Oh, we also meet. So like all of a sudden, there's French police officers. Oh, yeah. The French police. Policia. And the one guy, oh my God. His hair. I know you're the curly haired one. No, no, no. Oh. No. I'm talking about ill fitting suit guy. So, problem one is his hair, which is like greased and slicked back on his weird tiny head. And it's not a good look. And then he's wearing a suit. That's like three times too big for him. It and the whole movie, he's wearing this fucking suit. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It makes his head look smaller. Men, just get it fucking tailored, bro. (laughs) You got big shoulders, you buy the suit that fits your shoulders, and you get it tailored. (laughs) It costs like 40 bucks to get a suit tailored. Just fucking do it. You look like an imbecile. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. The CGI wolves kind of looked like cats and acted like cats. Like if you saw how they stalked people and walked around. That's another note I had. Oh, you're right. They do kind of like stalk like lions, don't they? It's also important to Claude. Is that his name? Klaus? I don't fucking know. No, the main bad dude. You said it earlier. Claude. Claude. It's important that his werewolf pack and everyone that becomes a werewolf is free of technological advances. Oh, and those boys, too. They are some leather daddies. Yes, they are. Baby, those boys have their leather vests, some leather pants, leather shirts. Mesh they tops. They are, like, ready to go. Yeah, they are. They're ready to go. Fuck technological <laughs> advances. Like, you're a werewolf. What do you need to be worried about? Wouldn't you about, want about- that? Like, wouldn't you want to have, like, an advances. app now that's like, Americans, come to this party. 
Oh, that's a good idea. You know, instead of going out and trying to find Americans. But is that... Werewolf's technology will help you. If I'm... Okay, so this is at the end of the movie. They have another party, and it's for all, it's July Fourth. All it's Americans, for like yeah. Americans, Americans only. Because the Fourth of July, like, Americans I love buffet. Americans. He, oh no, I love Americans. That's what he says. I love the way because, they taste. Yeah, because we're fat and delicious. I get it. <laughs> but also, if I'm like, if me Ann Schuster, an American, is off <laughs> in Europe, and I get invited to a party that's only for Americans. Do you know where I'm not going? The party only for Americans. I left my country to get away from Americans. <laughs> I don't want to be surrounded by them in France. Fuck you. I'm not going to that party. I would not get eaten by a werewolf in Europe. I would not. Because I would just be like, no, I'm not going to that dumbass party. That's not what happens in London, though. Remember an American werewolf in London? It's just like a pub. Yeah, I know. I remember. <laughs> I remember, Danny. I had nightmares about it. I remember. No, I'm not going to a fucking American party in France. No, I'm not going to any party in America. I'm not going to any party ever because I'm going to get eaten by a werewolf. <laughs> what are the notes you got on this movie? Because I mm. quit after a while. Oh, <laughs> I have one. Um, okay, so... You find out that if you kill the werewolf who killed or who made you a werewolf, you kill the werewolf who made you a werewolf, you'll be human again. You got to eat its heart first. You have to eat its heart, too. How did she become a werewolf? Claude? It's Claude. And then apparently Claude was also. So why doesn't this bitch just kill Claude? I mean, she doesn't doesn't seem very on top of what's happening. She seems afraid and weird about everything. She could kill Claude. She has... Claude's got the leather daddy gang. She's just her lonesome. She's at her house, but she he was at her house with her alone. Yeah, why was he at the house all the time? She could just stab him. Like, just kill that motherfucker. You have all the serums to make you a werewolf at your disposal, girl. Just plunge yourself, make, a, make yourself a werewolf, kill him. Eat that You're, heart. Boom. Oh, guess what? You're human again. And Amazing. She was looking for a cure for her dad that she turned this... into a werewolf. If she would have just ate Claude, her dad wouldn't be a werewolf anymore either. Well, no, she would have to die because she's the one who made him a werewolf. Would it go down, though? Like, if you killed the person that turned no, you I into a werewolf. No, I think you have to kill the person who made you a werewolf. Oh, bummer. He'd still, But whatever. He's old. He's lived a good life. He's fine. There's a plot hole here, then. So... What's her name? What's her name? Hold on. Oh my God, a plot hole in American Werewolf in Paris. Who would have thought? Our main character survives the whole thing. That means Amy Finch's ghost is just stuck chasing him everywhere. Oh. Because he didn't die. Because until he dies. She's stuck haunting him. Mm-hmm. They could have made a sequel about the ghost of Amy Finch chasing him forever. Damn. Yeah. Cause remember his buddy got to go away, but then she wasn't at the wedding. Why wasn't why wasn't her? They just like dropped her. Wedding. They're just like fuck you, Julie Bowen. We don't need you anymore. (laughs) We used you for some comic relief. Get out of here. Oh, you're right. She would have been there. That wedding was stupid as fuck. Yeah. So the movie ends with our two characters bungee jumping off the Statue Statue of Liberty. Liberty. 
trying to grab a ring because they're getting married up there and they're such rebels and risk takers. They have to bungee jump. There's a scene on a subway before Claude is... This is like when Claude is killed. Yeah. So there is a subway full of people and Claude is a werewolf, jumps on, and it's just chaos. The thing that bothers me most is this woman... Oh, the grocery girl? Yeah, but she it's like her grocery bag is just full of produce, but it's just loose produce. She has like <laughs> 16 oranges, but they're just all loose. Like, do French people not like have produce bags where you can bag your oranges this. together? Did that poor cashier have to ring up like Maybe it's a green initiative where you don't use a bunch of plastic bags to bag each produce. It's one item. bag for 16 oranges. Also, there was like one banana. Do you not buy bunches? Psh. Oh my god, Psh. what a freak. What a maybe fruit maybe loop. she's a single lady who just really loves orange juice and <laughs> needs a little bit of banana in it. <laughs> who knows? It just really bothered me. Like, and she she got she got killed. she got what she deserves. You know what? How dare she you? Died, and that's what you get for not bagging your fucking <laughs> produce. God damn it! How dare it. you have it all in one bag? Um, let's see what else. <coughs> oh, I I did write that. European sirens on their little police cars and ambulances are just so cute. They're just like, <laughs> it's so sweet. It's not like the obnoxious sirens we have in America. Ours are like scary. I feel like our big chased, fat American sirens. I feel like if I was chased by a European siren, I'd be like, oh, you'd be like, I'll pull over for you, little buddy. Oh, okay, you got me. You got me. It's like a little, like when I'm playing with the kids at my work, like, okay, you got me. Oh, oh, are you sweet and precious? Also, like, all of those police officers had guns. I feel like. They don't have a lot of guns on police officers in Europe. I thought they didn't, but this movie made it look like they do. Mm, that's all the notes I have. I just was like, you're just allowed to bungee jump off the Statue of Liberty. Where are all the people? It's the Statue of Liberty in New York. And there was like nobody there. Nope. And that, that bothered <laughs> me. So anyways, that was this movie, Werewolves, um, Julie Bowen, a uh, guy named Claude. Yeah, this movie did not hold up. I mean, whatever. I still enjoy it because it was important to me at one point. But Yeah, it's a funny <laughs> movie. Like, it's stupid and dumb and horrible, but I like it. Like, I'm glad we watched it. I'm glad we did a podcast on it. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Well. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Bourbon and Blood. Bye. Bye. <laughs>